It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And I am VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Greetings. Tim. Salutations. And Nick. Ahoy. i know it's been a while since we've all been together scheduling is hard especially when the person who does the scheduling just spaces out for like i don't know a month um we had the holidays we had illnesses we had dog sitting in newport you know things things that had to happen uh, so, uh, now that I'm back from Newport and I feel a little rejuvenated, that feels great. And now that sicknesses and holidays are over, oh my goodness, thankfully the holidays are over. We're in the year 2024. Wow. I could not imagine in 1993 when, you know, Conan O'Brien and, uh, his show would do in the year 2000 and that we would be 24 years past that year 2000 anyway year 2000 yes <laughs> mm. oh yeah that's that's when all my stuff died oh god you know year two y2k bug everything died oh it it, it did it was supposed yep. to my computer yep, melted everything died. yeah mine did mine actually turned into a robot and then i had to beat it with a stick yeah my game boy and <laughs> Pokemon Blue, <laughs> gone. Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Sucks chatting the story your own computer like that, Tim. But I yeah, understand. I know. <laughs> it, it was sad. It was a compact for Sario. Yeah. <laughs> it was way more compact after I was done with it. I started like off. What the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> Moving to it's like what the hell? What the hell? What this is so dumb? That's so dumb. And then I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that Tim's computer was a robot in disguise. <laughs> we have to get the silliness out, guys. Sorry, it's just you know it's been. It's been a week. It's been a few weeks. It's been a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of things. Taco and... Hut, Pizza Bell. <laughs> There's this song. It's like, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I know. If I dust racist. And I love that song. <laughs> Speaking of songs, something you have to look up today, if you haven't already, is okay. Chandler Jones uh, singing about Bill Belichick today oh. on the timeline? It is one part the song Tennessee Whiskey, two parts CTE, and it's marvelous. Oh. <laughs> Poor Chandler Jones. Poor Chandler Jones. He, he he says he wants to kiss Belichick, and that like they shouldn't have fired him, and that Tom Brady deflated the balls, not Belichick. And it's a song. It's a song. Oh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Well, 
if you didn't know when we were recording, I'm going to tell you that it's Thursday, January 11th, and the Bill Belichick era in New England Patriots history is now over, and we will begin a new era, presumably soon-ish, and, uh, you know, it's important to talk about this on a Bruins podcast, so uh, how am I doing? I'm fine. I knew this was going to happen. I went into a long spiel about it before and bored the hell out of Jeff. So I'm not going to do it again <laughs> by telling him the myriad problems of the New England Patriots for the 23-24 season. Well, 23 season. They didn't make it to 24. Well, they did. Yes. Last week when they lost to the Jets. So third overall pick. Hey, quarterback time. Yep. And it's not going to be Belichick making the choice for the first time in forever. So yay, it's the Wild West. Anyway. Let's get back to talking about those Bruins because um, they are another team in Boston that is playing right now. And no, I know nothing about the Celtics, like literally nothing. I know they're they awesome, a, but they're losing right now. They got a guy named Drew. And I'm like, why is it J and R? Drew Holiday is the man, though. I, it, it's or hard to J- pronounce. Yes. J R. U-E, Drew. Drew, yeah. He's awesome. I love him. Anyway, let's talk about the Bruins a little bit. What the hell is this team? Uh, A mash unit at this point? (laughs) That's true. That's true. We will get into injuries in a little bit. You know, like, I'm just going back, like, through the last while, and, like, it's just so... So weird. So they just came off of one of the longer stretch of consecutive games where they scored um, uh, four or more goals since uh, November 2011. But then they'll tear off three losses or like whatever the fuck that was against the Pens. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when they lost to the Penguins, I was like, I'm not worried about this. But should I be worried about this? I mean, I don't know what the, I don't even know what that game was. I watched that one and I had no idea it was going. What that game was like, just yeah. I don't know. It was it was tough. It was a weird game. Curse John Henry, that rat bastard, and curse the Penguins. I hope that nothing good ever happens to them ever again. Um, I don't. I didn't like that game one bit, but I wasn't too worried about it. I guess. Like, yeah, they gave up a lot of goals, which kind of sucked. And yeah, recently they've kind of been leaking goals, but also they've had a lot of injuries to the defense. So it's like hard to gauge my worry level because of that, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't hear know. you because they like, a lot of injuries and like <sighs> Grizz, buddy. He's broken. Yeah. He's he's broken. Now, Mandy, friend of the pod, says that she thinks that he's been broken since he was benched in the playoffs last year. And I wonder if it was just he was broken because he had that awful injury to his shoulder. And then now it's just spread to his brain. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he re- re-injured earlier this season. That's And after that's really when he's been bad. Mm-hmm. He was, you know. So we so it was the same injury, you think? I don't know. I mean, look, he's he's Maybe. a smaller defenseman, and they don't age well, and they don't last long, typically. And he's 30. And he has a history of not being up to the uh, 
rigors of playoff hockey. <laughs> mm, yeah. And it's tough, too, because now, like, if you trade him, his value is probably at an all-time low. And so we kind of missed that window as well with him. Uh, right get, now, like, Grizz would be it would probably be uh, cap shuffling in some other trade at this point. <laughs> yeah, so like we missed the boat there too, which kind of stinks. But also, you can't foresee how a player is going to get hurt. But maybe they should have given the amount of injuries and stuff. But despite all that, the Bruins are still first in the East. With a game in hand over New York Rangers. Yeah. But it's a, it's a more impressive that the Bruins are this way because they lost two of their centers. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah. so this team keeps... I think the team has been overperforming all year. I think it's pretty easy to see that in some respects because when you look at their face-off percentages, which have been dire, and, you know, that's usually a possession, part of the possession metrics, right? But they still end up scoring all these goals somehow and winning these games until, well, until they don't win the games. There was that stretch just before the Christmas break. Yeah, that was terrible. And then now they're on the road. And I'm not saying it's they're doing terribly because they held up against the Avs, who seem like a stronger team than them in some ways, at, at Colorado. Well, yeah, they're just they just came off of the first two days of this road trip back to back with travel and a time zone in between. Yep, and they hurried out after the game. Hurried out after the game on uh, Saturday so they could miss the snow. Oh, so. right, too. So, like, yeah. So, like, and they still took two points out of this back to back. Maybe it's not the way you want to take two points out of the back to back. Like, ideally, one of them's a, one of them's a win just for you know down the road issues of uh, like like ROWs and stuff for tiebreakers, right? But two points is what you kind of expect out of that scenario. It's as I think is the optimistic end anyway. I'll be honest yeah. with you, I would have thought that they would have lost to the Avs and won against Arizona, and they got loser points out of both. So Arizona is kind of good. They they hadn't been performing very well before that they were like uh they won like three games in their last like 10 games or something it was just weird anyway i don't know i just excuse me i think this this team's overperforming and now we have the injury bug hitting which is i guess it's this is a fine time for it to hit as opposed to say march mm-hmm because I feel like I'm always constantly like going like this is a good time for this as opposed to this other time. You know, it's always this comparison juggling game. Like you don't want these injuries to pile up here, but it seems like the the you know, we've got some nagging injuries that happened early in the year. Probably that's one of the reasons why Grizz is off. You know, you've got Forbert who kept trying to come back and then they just said sit on the shelf for a little bit. He's skating, we don't know anything more about that. Yeah. And it's like the guys they've been bringing in have been doing pretty well. I mean, Mitchell was scared of the puck. <laughs> Watherspoon can clear the puck out of the zone. It's a low bar, but he can do it. And then Lori, you know, good upside, but he made a bad mistake the other night. He's going to do that. It's, you know, first year. He, he turns the puck over in at the offensive blue line a lot yeah that that's his downfall 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason why he's supposed to be in the A, right? Yeah. But the pro- the injuries, it, it's like, and, and as Bob Beer said on the hockey show a few, year, a few oh. years ago, it feels like a few years ago, a few weeks ago, he said that he was hoping that Lorai would get the first call up and then go back down for a little bit. And that the next time he got called up, that would be it. But that's just not how it's going this season. Like he he thought that Lorai would be up to stay, is what he meant by that. It's it's hard right now with with the injuries. You know, we we already had forward out. You know, Grizzly had missed some time. He's back, but he's not quite right. Carlo, who had been the most consistent of the defensive guys all season, having a great year. Knocked out during the uh, game at Colorado, which I guess if you want to get knocked out, it's in front of your friends and family. What the fuck? Um, oh. I know. Yeah. It's, so so what happened with that one? Obviously, I didn't watch that game. Um. Don't know. <laughs> it's an it's a UBI. That's all we know. But there was nothing obvious when he went down into like the corner and against, you know, behind the net. There was nothing obvious that would tell you like he got like, you know, hit in the head or a headshot or that something came up and like, we don't know. He's still on the trip. So, and he's on IR now. So he's going to be out for how many games? You know this more than I do, Jeff. That's three. So he would be eligible to play again for Devils at home. Okay. So it's not serious, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, at this point with his concussion history, is it just one of those things where it's just like some freak little like jolt of his body and his brain inside of his head made him just go loopy? I don't know. Mm. You know, Sophia Yurkstevich seemed to point to the fact that it could be a UBL by saying like he's had many UBLs before. But I don't know. I mean, it could have been he tweaks something in his shoulder or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. There was nothing obvious is what I'm trying to say. Can't tell you, Jeff. Can't tell you. Don't know. Is is that the game that Mark and Patra got hurt too? Or is that was that against Arizona? That's 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 against Arizona. That was the next night. Okay. So the next night we we lost Patra first. He went he bent over and was like holding his arm. And he did not return to the game. He, they called that an upper body injury, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, writers are all saying they looked like shoulder or something. <laughs> yeah. He hurt himself when he checked the guy. Okay. Which, yeah. and he led with his shoulder, and then he was holding it after the check. So, I don't know. I think it might be a shoulder injury. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that would check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, that, that's going to happen. Yeah. It's it's gonna happen. He's 19 years old, mm-hmm. and this is his first uh, season in, with the big boys, and mm-hmm. he probably just doesn't have enough ma- yeah. muscle mass to be able to really he do that. Also, checked a guy who saw it was coming and was probably five inches taller than him. So, I mean, it wasn't a vicious reverse check. It was just like, all right, you're coming at me. I'm gonna bunker down, and I'm six four. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where you watched it happen. You're like, oh, like skate day. It's like driving into a cow at 60 miles an hour. It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean when you drive into a cow at 60 miles per hour, it doesn't break into a bunch of steaks and. 
Hold on, I'll be going to test a theory in a little bit. <laughs> You're going to spray paint the word pun, the, the, the way word fist on the side of your car first? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gotta, right. Got to punch livestock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then uh, Olmark, though, in overtime. Oof. It looks like he probably overstretched something, hyperextended something um, when he went to go. His his groin exploded and not in a good way. Oh, I hope it didn't explode because then that's really bad. Well, he's he's right now he's day to day and he's still with the team on the trip. And um, the also bus driver has been so. called up. <laughs> Brandon Bussy, yes. Yeah, he's been called up. So he's fun. I like him. I'm sad that they have to use him right now, but half half the fan base should be happy because they wanted him up at the beginning of the year and trading one of the goalies. So yeah. We'll see what would have happened. Bussy hasn't been hasn't even been the best goalie in, in, in Providence either. But it's time we it's time we all ride the bus. <laughs> it is time. Yeah, it's time we ride the bus. What Jerome Bettis is coming back and he's playing <laughs> hockey? Yeah, he's our backup goalie now. It's awesome. <laughs> well, just... he had to do something since his uh, restaurant closed. Oh, Ooh, I didn't know he had a restaurant, and I didn't know it closed. So it did during the pandemic, and apparently, um, it was crazy because like the bathrooms like had weird two-way mirrors or, or one-way yeah so you could while you were peeing you could see look out at the people in the restaurant which is really weird but oh yeah they have those doors and if you don't if you don't turn that the handle just right they can see into you yeah oh yep. yeah it's that's uh that's a no from me, dog. Why would they do that? I don't know. It was a trend that happened in New York in the early like aughts that they would have like bathrooms that were, um, you know, basically outside of like the normal area. They would just have like these bathrooms that you could see from where you were sitting. And if you close the door, they would become opaque. It was just a, a simple matter of like, you know, polarity, mm. basically. Right. Um, yeah. And um, but if you didn't do the turning of the handle to do that, then people could see inside the bathroom. But why would you want them in the first place? You don't really want to see the bathroom from your sitting room. Like, I don't I don't know, because most people would say, I don't want that. That's not interesting to me. But New York in the early aughts, who knows? So anyway, apparently uh, there were many couples who would go into the bathroom. Mm. So go get it on. And they wouldn't turn the thing. So you could just have a show with your dinner. So I'm guessing it's somebody who is like into fetishy stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Oh. (laughs) I'm just going to say that that comment reads like a a Neil Young lyric or something. (laughs) I was thinking uh, John Fogarty. The old man (laughs) down the road. (laughs) It's always driven me nuts about uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival was that they would sing about dark uh, subject matter, or at least one song was about a very dark subject matter. And it was just like, 
you know, and I'm just like, so bad things are afoot. There's a bad moon rising and we're just going to sound like we're like, yep, everything's fine. Look at this jaunty little song's a, <laughs> song's a banger, though. Song I, is a banger. I love the version by Rasputina. And I know by saying Rasputina, you're going to start thinking about Rasputin. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Immediately did. Have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> now I just have CCR stuck in my head. That's cool. <laughs> hey, that that's fine. I'm not I'm not knocking the band. I'm just saying, you know. When bad things, when you got songs about There's a bad moon on the rise. Now the unique vocal stylings of Tim. Oh, I love, I love that I have them stuck in my head. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> oh, what's this? Yes, what's you're struggling there, Nick. <laughs> What? <laughs> we were playing karaoke. Okay. Uh, yeah. on a Have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> Coming down on a something day. Down on the corner. <laughs> Out in the street. <laughs> We're in the pop bars are playing. Bring a Bring nickel, nickel tacker free. Hell uh, yeah. I'll be I'll be playing that song. I won't be singing it. Uh, I'll be playing bass. Uh, in two weeks from tomorrow. It's on the set that one of the my cover bands. That was real interesting. I'm glad I shared that. No, that's fine. You should tell people where to find you. Maybe you'll have some people down there though. Listen to um, the podcast. And... We are performing at the First Ministry Center at First Baptist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina, Saturday the 27th. Uh, I don't know exactly when we're playing, but we're playing periodically from 2 to 5 p.m. Um, in honor of uh, news affiliate of 30 years for the Charlotte whatever, uh, David Wisnett's retirement party. Oh, this is a public event. <laughs> it uh, it's a semi-public event, a drop-in. I mean, okay. there's expected to be. I only say this because you kind of just sort of said this on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's expected to be over a hundred people like uh, there. So, yeah, drop in, say hey to David, wasn't it? All right, excellent. Oh yeah, I noticed that that Jeff did not chime in with any of his own vocal stylings, but maybe he'll. Save that for next time. It's for the best. <laughs> he didn't even join in on Rasputin. Oh, although was he was in my thinking head, it was going full tilt. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a good time. When the man plays, hail to the chief. Oh, they put the cannon at you. <laughs> you know what? You know what I love is that since we've started the podcast, Tim has really opened up. You know, if you've been following us for the last like nine years, you'll notice that Tim has really just expanded his horizons. Hmm. You know, he is singing now. We had him acting on the podcast long ago. 
you know, where he was the ghost of Christmas future, was it? I don't know. Yeah. In the in the best line of any of us ever was said in that one by Tim. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim discovered Star Wars and Marvel and all of these different things that he had never thought about before. Like he was like, nope, I don't I just don't do those. And then he was like, oh my God, his mind was blown. Tim has really and my goth adjacentness. Oh my god, he is so dark. So dark. You know? Just wild. Tim, I'm just telling you right now that up in Portland they have a goth night on Friday nights called Plague. And if you ever wanted to just go there, you would be so welcome because just we're all black. Doesn't even okay. matter. Just go. You would be so welcome there because basically it's a very welcoming environment for anybody who wants to go. As long as you're not grabbing girls, don't grab the girls. I don't mean, grab the boys either, but yeah, don't like... don't grab anybody. But that's that's basically the only rules that you need to know. Respect other people. That's all you need. So anyway, just I mean, I like my bubble too. So right, you know, maybe some night I'll come up and I'll drag you out to the goth club, and you'll just revel in how beautiful the dark is. There you go. You already know it though. You're goth adjacent. So anyway, uh, this was a little bit of a turn. Um, we were talking about the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Jerome Bettis. It is indeed Brandon Bussey. Now, do you think he's actually going to play any games? Um, I mean, it depends on what the deal with Will Mark actually is, right? It's day to day for yeah. now, but like that looked bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it hurt. I wasn't even there. I could feel it. It hurt. Yeah, that hurt me watching. I, like, you know how when you, like, you you see you see the injury and the and it, you twinge in that spot? Because it's, like, it's, like, the sympathy pains. You're just like, ooh, yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, nope. Nope. That's not good. I had been shoveling that day. Right. And I do proper shoveling. So I don't use my back. I use my legs. And so, um, so I had to shovel our steps. So I had to go up embrace myself, you know, to make sure that I wasn't going to fall or anything. So already that night I was like laying on the couch and my, my legs in my groin and hamstring areas already were feeling, you know, tight. So feeling that, mm -mm, not nice. Now, if we're lucky, you know, it is truly day-to-day -day and within a week he's back. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're all about making bold pro proclamations here. The bus will have his first NHL game on um, January 15th against New Jersey. Okay. I think it's gonna, oh, because oh, okay. Jersey is almost entirely injured, so... I think oh, the blues yeah. would make more sense, but, mm. but, but, but yeah, who the hell, who the hell could possibly do an any scoring for them? It's, they only got like brought is their only like impact to top six, yeah. top six player playing, right? <laughs> he sure's out. Is Jack Hughes still out? Yeah. Timo Meyer. I think Defoli, I think Defoli's still in, but. Eric Howla. Oh, Eric Howell is out. Yeah. Uh, Tomas Nosek. Oh, he broke his foot. 
Everyone's out. Holy shit, the Celtics are getting shit stomped. Oh wow. It at halftime it's 75 to 38. That's not good. The, the they should that's, probably score some more. Oh that's yeah, and they have lo- also little. um both uh, Dougie and um uh, Siegenthaler are also out too. Like Yeah. At first I thought it was Dougie had like had gotten a broken jaw, but I think that was last year. I don't know what Dougie's injury is this year. Is it shoulder or something? Okay, I'm looking at the um, cat-friendly depth charts. This is based on what they're playing now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it says his year's back. Oh, okay. But uh, Hughes, Pilot, Meyer, Dougie, and uh, Ziegenthaler as well. As, and of course, Nosek are all out. Yeah, that's not good. Mm. Was Lazar out too? I heard like every ex-Bruin was out too. Yeah, this has him playing now again, but he'd uh, he had been, I think. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyway, I don't know. I, anyway, I I think I yeah, I don't know which of those two games he plays. To be honest, okay. Blues are no good either. He plays one of them. I think if you're being smart, you'll have. Uh, let's see, Swayman will be in tonight, obviously. And then the Blues would be a break in between starts for Swayman. So it it should be, I think, the Blues. But they might want to just stick with Swayman on the road and give Bussy, Bussy the, uh, the Monday one, the matinee. Yeah, that's right. It's a matinee, bitches. It's Martin Luther King Day. So. On Monday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe I will watch the game then because the Bucks don't play till like eight. So. All right. Oh, there perfect. You there you go. Um, I know because it's very important. You all want to know this. Everybody wants to know this. But since I don't have a pony in the NH- uh, NFL playoffs anymore uh, because Patriots were never going to be there, I have decided to ride the Detroit Lions train. Oh. And my husband has oh, decided smart. to to uh, play uh, to be on the Browns train. So I that's want to one. I want to see both of those teams sometime in my lifetime win the Super Bowl. Okay, so I'm going with Detroit. That's that's where I'm going. I, so I get to watch that game on Sunday night. Woohoo! I'm very excited. Anyway, I would I would love to see the Browns win this year without Nasty Man in. Oh yeah, and with joe flacco because that would be hilarious and awesome but yeah i i can't believe that they stuck by deshaun watson that guy's a creep he just yeah so anyway uh yeah so you wanted to know that anyway um so yeah so i'm i i think saturday is the time to play him but i don't know i what do i know uh, I'm not really tied into these things. Jim Montgomery just does not talk to me about it. Mm. So, and you know, quite frankly, he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> in, in that second longest tenured coach in Boston right now, Jim Montgomery. Oh my god! Oh Whoa. my god! I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, wow. Because him and Miz- 
him and the Celtics coach, Missoula, this is both their second year as head coach for the team. And so they're tied for the second longest tenured. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, Alex Cora is the first. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. But still, wow. Isn't that crazy? It is absolutely bonkers. It really is. And wow. I assume we'll, we'll just put, say, Mike Vrabel's the fourth longest tenure. Oh, I didn't even tell you about that. Did I? Well, think... that he's clearly going to get the job. Well, I was I saying that I, I said I wanted him to get the job because I wanted uh, Gerard Mayo to be a DC under him. Mm. Get some those uh, DC yeah. stuff. You Tennessee volunteer, great. Or is he? No, I'm, I. No, he went to the Ohio State. Duh. No. Yeah, no, I Gerard was. Mayo. Oh, Gerard Mayo is a volunteer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. Um. He was. He was also the highest draft pick uh, ever by uh, uh, Bill Belichick with the Patriots. Oh. I love Gerard Mayo. I really do. But I want him to be successful. And I don't know if uh, if this is the time. So. I, I, I don't know. I saw something, too. Because uh, you know how the NFL has the Rooney rule yep. and all that stuff? Well, because... Um, with Mayo, they'd be able to just hire him on the spot. They don't have to go through the whole um, rigmarole, not only because he is African-American, but also because, like, they had, like, he was basically in place as a potential head coach there anyway, and there's something that they did where and he was basically the succession plan. That's That's also what I've heard, but, you know, I also don't know how how real that is so i know that that craft spoke to him before he went to interview for the panthers job and he decided not to interview for the panthers job that usually means like hey i've got a plan for you so i would love gerard mayo to be the head coach i don't know if that's what's going to happen but we'll see but let's get back to those those uh oh yeah i almost said patriots again jeez uh the bruins um all right so we've got injuries and uh yep and the team is scoring in in great amounts um but they're not always closing out games and i think that's the major frustration that everybody is having with this team right now is the ability to close out a game yeah there is no simple solution for this other than i don't know don't get stuck in your zone Learn how to clear the puck. Maybe, yeah. Maybe cause it so that they can't get their next, uh, you know, the sixth player out on the ice. I don't know. The last like minute goals or goals of the last couple minutes of periods though has been a Bruins thing for a little bit. Like not just the third period, but like any of the other ending of the other first or second period. It's kind of been a Bruins thing problem for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they just don't have the same focus at the end of the period or what it is, but I guess after you play a long period of hockey, like you're more prone to gaffes at the end of the period, Mm. but still. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is, what I think it is. They don't have Patrice Bergeron. 
The team's weak down the middle. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. They don't they're stronger they don't... than they have any business being down the middle, which is nice, but they're weak down the middle. Right. Um, they don't have those guys who can uh I mean it don't get me wrong, it's been great to see Charlie McAvoy jump in behind his goalie and doing amazing things without killing his goalie. Although he's still got that a little bit. <laughs> Stop hurting your goalies, Charlie. Stop pushing people into them. Anyway. He's got um, the Bolden China shop thing sometimes. Oh, so it, it can be frustrating. But it, yeah, they, they don't have the, the personnel who have been there historically to bail them out more. So that's a problem. So people have to learn. And we've got a long, lot of young guys out there. And, uh, you know, the other thing that drives me nuts is pe penalties. You know, we've taken a couple yeah. of penalties late in the third, and it's like, oh, dudes, you cannot do this. Even if it doesn't intrinsically mm -hmm. hurt them, it gasses people. Okay? So it's like, okay, so the kill will be successful, but you've just, like, made people, you know, expend a lot of energy there. And you're not going to be able to close out the game with the same amount of energy. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is frustrating. And the Bruins, uncharacteristically, uh, because of past years, are getting outshot in almost every game. Oh, my God. So yep. it goes back to, well, they're weak down the middle. Uh, they're, the injuries on the blue line. But that, that wears you out over the course of a game. Uh, I mean, even against Tampa, both both they that was they were tied in shots, and yeah, the Bruins won seven to three, which is good. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they're allowing thirty plus a game uh, against against Arizona, and against Colorado. That was clear. Uh, that was a one sided affair in the shots category. Reminds me of Jeremy Swayman when he was at UMaine when. Maine's whole defensive plan was Jeremy Swayman's going to stop the puck. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah, like that's that's the Bruins strategy right now too. That's why they have Olmark and and Swayman because they're good at their jobs, but you still need a D in front of you, and our D is usually great, but they're See, getting worn down, or yeah. they're going through something, or you know they're broken. Um, you know, physically, mentally, I don't know. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, I know that there are times where he looks really great, but I'm still, he's not, he's not all mentally there. He's been better recently. Yes. Let's talk about something that is better on the team right now. Let's talk about Jake DeBrusque. He's waking hmm. up a little bit. He's warming up. He's not going on a heater, but he's, he's making some strides there. We've talked about how Jake is like Jake's on the penalty kill now. Jake is doing things in defensive areas. These are things that, you know, Cassidy wanted him to do. There are things that he's, you know, wanted or, or the he's, team has wanted him to do. He's turned into a great all situations winger. He's just like absolutely been so, so badly on the schneid here is the problem, right? <laughs> right. But yeah. I, I'm seeing some glimpses. I think he's he's going to break out of it. I think so. You know, I mean, I certainly love his, his contract up at the end of the year. Yes, he's uh, he's UFA at the end of the year. Not even. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Tim, you missed it last last episode. We had him going to Edmonton. 
<laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. In free agency. In free agency. So I'd rather give him an extension, but okay. No, no. We're just saying, like, you know, uh, we were like, oh, no, we might lose him because, like, he's having a really tough year. Yeah. Someone is going to overpay for him. And, yeah. g- and good for DeBrusque. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Of Brusque. Of Brusque. Well, you know, and another thing we were like, oh, hey, he might want to play with some centers. You know who has centers? Edmonton. 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 Yeah. Mm. You know they who do. has a house in Edmonton? And a, a girlfriend in Edmonton? People from Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Jake, Jake DeBrusque, DeBrusque in this game. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I was going to say the Oilers, but okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I don't want Jake to leave, but you know, I could see where it could happen at some point. Um, and so let's not let's not wish that. Let's just want uh let's just give him some good energy so that he can heat up, get get hot and and go streaking. <laughs> um <sighs> uh, four points in his last five games, three of them goals. Yeah. I, I got that's good. That's good. good. That's, that's good, good start. That's good. good start. Uh, last time we talked about Morgan, Ac- uh, Morgan Activity. Let's try that again. Morgan Geeky getting activated. Um, so yeah, that's Ooh. good. Geek Squad. Geek Squad. But um, uh, of course, the, the in terms of activation, the story right now is Freddie. Oh my God, Freddie! <laughs> First of all, I love that Ben, friend of the pod, loves to call him Nutty. That's his term <laughs> for him now. He's nutty as a squirrel. <laughs> so i mean that checks out no he's the squirrel's poop but anyway <laughs> this I'll, i'm gonna have to explain this we call him in these parts down south uh frederick are you from like you know louisiana's french quarter oh, or frederick um no i will tell you why so good friend brian also friend of the pod not but he's from Massachusetts. I've talked about him a lot. Yep. So uh, his good buddy, uh, Mikey, thought Frederick was this European guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and his last name was Frederick. And I'm like, no, he's from St. Louis. His last name's Frederick. <laughs> but because of that, for years now, we've been calling him Frederick. Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, unless he just lost a, a a letter on his name, he could be Quebecois origin. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Frederick. So, uh, probably not. I think he's just a guy no, from St. Louis. I think the K just disappeared at some point, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. A, a guy from St. Louis who's scoring goals. In bunches. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta uh, love Freddie. Uh, teams is just trying, keeps trying to get him his hat trick, eh? And I like, know it's so frustrating. Two games, man. Two games he could have had two hat tricks. Wisconsin Badger great. And you know what? I gotta give credit to other friend of the pod and listener. Uh, I'm a Green Mountain girl, Debbie Ram, for loving Freddie so much for all this time. From the start. And she was right. She was right. She knew. She knew she was right. There were times where we just dumped on him and she was right. 
she was right. We we well, we might have been right at the time, but we are not right anymore. We love Freddie. I I just love that he's like, I'm gonna go punch you now. <laughs> I love that when he got to you know with uh, Truba, he's like, it didn't matter if he fought that uh, won that fight or if Truba didn't really try because Truba didn't really try, but it was just like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna punch you now. I'm gonna punch you like the next time we get a chance, and then. He just threw down. I love that he will just punchize anyone. It's so great. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that he can score goals and that he's good in the dirty areas. Um, and I also love that I found out that as a kid, he liked to dress up as a fireman every day oh. just because, just because. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you know what uh when his father was in town he said that freddie is really good at woodworking and that oh. it wouldn't be surprised um he wouldn't be surprised if he did that when he retired from the nhl he did woodworking hmm. he didn't say carpentry he said woodworking so i don't know if he's like building furniture or something you like that be like building furniture and other small things i would rather news, maybe i could sit there news by freddie the news no canoes by oh, freddie canoes yeah 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 if he if he wanted to maybe make some scandinavian style furniture he could go with that frederick name i suggested <laughs> <laughs> make it make it sound interesting get him together with nick offerman get them mm. to make some stuff together that would yes. be cool <laughs> i would watch that show because I, I freddie might not be absolutely crazy he'd probably be just fine and that they would talk about woodworking and things that they do i would watch that show anyway so yeah freddie love it people were right we were wrong it's good uh, i mean it took freddie to, a while to get here so if you didn't see in the beginning i guess you can't be faulted too much but if you saw in the beginning good for you good for you all right anybody else that we want to talk about Patra, Patra, of course, went to the World Juniors, and uh, Team Canada did uh, nothing. Not one. And uh, yeah, he was one of the players to get a lot of flack for it. But some things, some prospect people I've read about said it's mostly because the expectations may have been too high because he was playing in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Ah. But uh, also, it was just a dog shit Canada team, and everyone knew this going in. But like, anyway. <laughs> the way they were talking about it they were like well you know they might as well just drop him off in guelph on the way back to canada <laughs> and i was like are they gonna do that <laughs> they didn't he's here no oh he's not. hurt so he's hurt but he's, he's here he's still on the team bus i bet you he still hasn't given his mom her car back though <laughs> i mean it, it it's a, it's a new kia stinger i don't i don't blame him I gotta tell you, some of the new Kias look really good. They actually, have I hate sweet. the new logo so much, though. Oh God, KN. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it does yeah. look like that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Oh I, I was like, I like it more than their old logo. Yarmir Yager got into a car crash in Czechia, and it was a mm-hmm. Kia. It was one of those sporty-looking little mm-hmm. Kias, and and I think we were all confused, like, why is he driving a Kia? And I'm like. In Czechia, that's probably like super, yeah, like sporty car that doesn't cost like a mil- uh, million bucks, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how much it costs if it looks good. Yeah, and and he walked away from it, still playing hockey. Yep, 
that's and, he and, has got they got my approval they don't need it but they got it and i miss i miss the kia the giant kia squirrels in the commercials mm. or hamsters whatever they were <laughs> in the I kia miss soul? Those commercials <laughs> yep i hate the kia soul I do hate the car. Kia Soul though a lot. It's such an ugly car. Excellent commercials. Terrible car. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, if, if that's your style, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about you. It's just a personal preference. Don't like it. But I didn't tell you this, guys. We're finally getting our Prius. Oh. The new sporty Prius? Um, well, I mean, I think it's pretty sporty looking. Yeah. Um yeah, it doesn't have the it doesn't look like the traditional hatchback thing. Mm -hmm. It's black. It's Ooh. the mi midnight metallic black where it's got like sparkles in it. And it's all wheel drive. How hot is that? Ooh. Um so they built it and it came to America. It's here in America. It should be in sometime next week to us in this area. So now I'm very excited we're finally getting our car. It only took uh, six or seven months. And they told us they wouldn't build it for us, but they did. All things considered, not a bad wait. I, I knew we were going to wait for a while. That's why it's like, you just make sure that your car is still running. You know, the 15 year old Prius Caprica. I love her. I'm going to miss her many great times, many great road trips all over the place even across canada across the u.s a couple times all throughout spent way more time in ohio than anybody needed to be but <laughs> you know we're gonna release her and bring in her her sister our ninth car or or glenn's ninth car who i am i am naming harrow after harrow the ninth so yes Anyway, um, I'm very excited. I cannot wait. So yeah, that's a that's a good thing that's going on in the next week. Um, I cannot wait to drive it. Oh God, I miss our Prius right now. It doesn't have a hatch that actually works. Mm. So that's hard. Um, but we had to get a smaller car so that Boomer could have his just right car. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, well. Yes, because the RAV4 is a yeah. big boy car. I'm up into it. I'm 34 years old and I've owned I have owned six cars. Oh wow. And you currently own two. I do. That that was included in uh that number. I've driven two others that my parents kind of gave to me. So I didn't include them. But if you did, that brings me to eight. Wow. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. I myself have physically owned three cars and then I've, into this relationship yeah. there's been more i've had a car loan once and that's to a car i currently kind of own because i don't own it yet because i have a car loan on it okay yeah that's that's the key thing there that's also why i've gone through a lot of cars it's like oh this one's broken time to go to the place and get another one well, that's right. just it. You know, yeah. my mother yeah. says you pay $4,000 for a car, you get a $4,000 car. And right. you got to consider what that means when you pay $4,000 for a car. Right. Having done it a couple times mm -hmm. and coming to regret it every single time. Yes. Did you guys go car shopping with your father in law? We oh. did. We are 
we're not clear on how we're going to approach this yet because they're freaking expensive. But ultimately, to do what we need it to do, we're probably getting a, a Tahoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you need a sizable car for... Well, like, there's some other advantages to it, too, right? Because it can tow and so forth, we can put off getting a, getting, getting a truck longer as well, right? Mm. Mm. Okay. It basically is a truck. Oh, yeah, I just need, you know, the, the, the bed, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's irritating. You know, there's some things I want to do here right now that I would like to do at some point here. In fact, I don't even think that much, but I can't bring a sheet of plywood home. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. The outback is a boat, but it's not that, not that, not that big. Yeah. No, no. But you know, I was thinking about that when we were last talking about it. I was like, yeah. At a certain point, Subaru decided um, to take away the roominess on the inside of the car and like bring the 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 um, dashboard in real tight on you. Yeah. So that you didn't have the room in the front, and then they shortened up the cargo space as well. So it was like. So you couldn't really do anything with this car. Well, your corners were... are all still real far away. And it's just an absolute barge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because our second Forester, I hated that car because it was like it, it had none of the roominess of our original Forester um, and none of the usefulness of it either. And I, I when you were saying the stuff you were thinking, uh, saying, I, I hadn't really thought about it too much. And then I, I dug into my brain and I was like, Oh my God, I know exactly what he's talking about. So, well, you know what, Subaru, you guys just suck lately and I don't, I don't know how you're going to get out of it. So we're all going to get the cars that we want and need at some point. So there we go. All right. So is there anything else that we want to talk about with this team right now? We're kind of getting right back into the habit here. So we, we, we need to focus a little bit more on our our energies and then we'll and we'll have better thoughts so it's a ways out yet obviously but now is sort of the time you start figuring out what your team is and the run-up to the deadline just in terms of broad swoops how do you want to see this team approach the deadline it's interesting you had placed something in our our uh discord chat earlier and i think you're very right that I don't want to see this team really do anything at the deadline because it's always been a, where the chip, let the chips fall where they are, where, where they may season. This it's is... yeah, it um, it's noble to want to um, have the team perform very well. And of course, then, you know, the Jacobses always want the team in the playoffs mm-hmm. because it's more money, uh, yes. more games, more money, all that stuff. But I personally, I I don't want to see them give away more assets assets at all, and I I want to see what this, free agency is going to look like. I just kind of have this feeling that this team's gonna gonna do what they did to us after the deadline in 2016, where the team was best first in the division at the deadline, got a bunch they bought, and then everything and and, and, then, and then cratered out of the playoffs, right? <laughs> Yeah, I barely Is remember twenty sixteen. Lee Stepniak. Yeah, that was when they picked up Lee, Lyle, Lyles and Stepniak at the deadline. At least Lyle stuck around, right? Yeah, a year. Yeah, they signed for another year, and then like he just sort of fell off partway through the next year. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, he's formed a nice bond with Brandon Carlo because he was one of his groomsmen at his oh. his wedding. 
That's cool. Yeah. So uh, even if the Bruins wanted to be big buyers, uh, what can you offer up? Well, there's just you can listen. There's not a lot that's likely to be out there. It's really worth, particularly mm -hmm. with the quality of this team at present. We've given up that first next year, right? Yeah, they haven't had one in a while. Don't give it up. It. This is not so much the Bruins, but something that I think has made this NHL season much more interesting is who's the favorite. There isn't one. Yeah, it's like it depends on the moment. It's just sort of a... Winnipeg has the most points in the NHL right now. How? And even they're hoping that they don't have to meet up against the Golden Knights in the playoffs. Yeah. like it, it... Golden Knights have been dog shit since the beginning of November, though. Exactly! Losing record. <laughs> I know, but they could turn it around. Yeah. You never know. They're, so... And everyone has no cap space. And the bad teams are truly bad. Do you really want to get anyone from those teams? Like, at what cost? The price to, to rent Hannafin or, or Lindholm, what have you, would be astronomical, right? Right. And here's the thing about what, I, what, what I've been thinking about it, too, is buying to hopefully hope to re-sign someone is a bit of a gamble, because there's a lot of incentive, I think, this year specifically for anyone who's UFA to go to market. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be a ton of cap space to go around. A lot of teams with a truly ridiculous amount, Bruins included. But you can't trade for someone this year. I think with the expectation you get them, re you can get them resigned quickly because, like, there's just no gain in that. The the only way I'd make a trade at all is if it's someone with term that's going to help you not only this year, but going forward. And I don't think that trades out there. So. Yeah. 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 Well, and remember I, I, I what, what I'd saw and I shared at the, in the discord too. Um, uh, Renault Lavoie from, uh, from, 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 uh, the, um, uh, from our, from our, from our RSN, the, uh, RT, whatever the French TSN. Yep. Tweeted something about teams are worried about trading for Hannafin because it's an open secret that he plans on signing in Boston anyway. Well, he might plan on signing in Boston, but does Boston plan on signing him? Well, I mean, there's that, but also there's uh, going to be some vacancies on the left side. Oh, mm -hmm. I know. I know. I'm. I know. I, I, I've not yet dealt with that. I can't deal with that yet in season. Speaking of vacancies on the left side, Shane Gostas Bears have been a good year. Not really saying we get him or the Bruins sign him, but I'm like, oh. Yeah, did he expect. just sign to a one year with, with Detroit? Everyone signed to a one year with Detroit. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, he's I'm one sorry. of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I forgot that this is this year. Yeah. I did. Hello, Tuca. I knew you were there. I just didn't see you. I love it when Tuka just pops up and she's like, hey, what's going on, peeps? And then uh, and she would not want to hang out with any of us if we were all in the same room. She'd just be like, nah, forget it. This is my dad. Leave him alone. Anyway, look, there will be vacancies on the left side. I know this, you know, and I am not mentally prepared to think about Darla not being our sweet girl anymore, but she will always be our sweet girl. I can so see them bringing him back. He's actually been he's he's injured right now, 
but he's been playing above his value. His his contract, excuse me. At least this year. Forbert? Mm-hmm. The Athletic came out with the grading of all the uh, teams in the uh, NHL and how everyone's doing in relation to their contract. And the Bruins have value with the way Forbert's been playing this year, which Mm. is because of how well he is defensively. I mean, what you do there would all depend on what you're expecting Lowry to do next season, right? Because presumably... I envision something like signing someone else to be another top four. Low Rai would be your, uh, your your three lefty mm-hmm. sort of how I would uh, expect them to approach the that in free agency. Right. There was only one defenseman who was playing under, or playing worse than his contract would indicate, and it's Grizzly. Oh, gambling yeah, Grizzly's been bad. <laughs> yeah, something's not right with him. So. Yeah, I don't know about Hannafin. I don't know about Gosses Bear. He's so he's he he seems okay at times, and then he seems like he's not there. Um, ah. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> he seems like a ghost bear. Yeah. Um, and then um, I worry about things like the Bruins decide they want to do something. Are they going to take the bait on somebody like you know? Supposedly the Penguins have thought about putting Gensel on the on the block and i'm like i don't know if i want to fall for that no 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 don't don't help john henry out no yeah i personally i look even though i made the very stupid bold prediction that the the bruins would come back and win the stanley cup this year i wasn't thinking about like addition at the uh at the trade deadline so much or really subtraction. I was just thinking like, they're just going to do it out of sheer will. And then as the season's gone on, I'm like, boy, did you make a very stupid, bold prediction? But that's why bold predictions are bold. It's not a crazy prediction with the way the NHL is this year. It really isn't. No. So it's like, you're right. It could be anybody at this point, but I don't want to see the Bruins spend future assets on things uh, unless they were sure things. And guess what? Nothing is a sure thing. Mm true nothing is a sure thing so it's like we gotta get out of this habit of spending all of this stuff to to meet the needs right now Mm -hmm. you know and this is very odd coming for me because i've usually been the like spend it we need it now and this year is not the year it is not her year and at the end of the day there's just nothing to to spend no they have no picks in the first three rounds this year they have no second or fourth next year no nope. prospect pool is not really one that's going to bring in much of anything worth a damn. No, especially since no. like most of the the people they or most of the players they drafted this past draft mm-hmm. are all committed to colleges. They're just like let the colleges mm-hmm. develop them. They're not touchable <laughs> for a while. So like yeah, I get it. It's like you guys are going to have to figure it out now. Let's not let's not do anything at the trade deadline. Unless it's a subtraction that's really going to be an addition. You know, here's the thing about it is like, and and, and I I don't know if I've ever said this before because I don't know, never known if I've really believed it until now. It's like, I trust Sweeney. Yep. Oh, that was what you said. (laughs) Yeah. I I generally do, except when he's going to make a decision and then he's decided he's going to make the announcement during a Patriots. 
victory yeah, parade, but yeah, that's he's, not he's, happening. He's, for he's a got long bad time. PR instincts. This is known. This is known. Yes. Yes. That's that's the only time I don't trust him. So I mean he was right. We needed a new coach. He just did it in a shitty way. That's all. Poor Claude, where is he? Hanging out in retirement. I hope he's in a cabin somewhere in I mean, like he northern had Canada. health issues above and beyond that uh, that heart attack, right? So yeah, I hope he's just relaxing and enjoying. Yeah, you know, I think he still has kids at home. Enjoy the kids. Yeah. No, I have no ill will towards him. I don't have any ill will towards Bruce Cassidy. Good for him for winning the cup. But it would have been nicer if it wasn't the year immediately after we fired him. But then, you know what? You know what, though? I think it made me less mad. It made me less angry about the whole situation that that's how it worked out. I was like, and I it should have made me more angry, but I'm like, Bruce got his cup. Good for him. Wasn't with us. It could have been with us, but it wasn't. But that's okay. Whatever. I just wish that the Bruins and the and the uh, Golden Knights had met up in the final. That would have been wonderful, cool. so wonderful. Yeah. So I would, I would vomit from anxiety for the entire length of that series. Mm-hmm. Probably. Oh yeah, hot take after hot take after hot take after hot take. But yep. I, after, I, yeah. I think the main thing is um, sometimes you have to have a season where you kind of suck it up. And like, gotta restock your uh, assets and stuff like that. Like, um, teams do. Teams have to do it with like dead cap hits sometimes, where they just have to, you know, suck it up and be bad, and then reset everything. I think that's what the Bruins should do at the deadline, probably. Is just kind of suck it up. If there's a deal to be made, if they could, if they can gain assets that'll help them now and/or in the future without giving up too much then sure but other than that just suck it up yep go with what you have all right why don't we talk about what's going to happen in the next few days let's see what the bruins are doing with other teams well in uh, you know 45 minutes um <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> They will be uh, playing the uh, Golden Knights in Vegas. Oh, that's why they were on the top of my head. Okay. Speak of the devil, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's the first time we get to see them this year, so okay. Yeah. And uh, then they follow that up with the last game of this um, uh, four-game uh, Mountain West um, uh, road trip in the uh, in, uh, in St. Louis. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time, start time, so... Uh, and uh, then they come home for five game road stands, home stands. Yep, starting on Monday. Road and... stand can be just like go to someone else's barn and then play a bunch of games against different teams at someone else's in someone else's arena. <laughs> <laughs> to quote, to quote one of the characters from this season's uh, uh, Fargo, "I live here now." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody's watching that, but <laughs> I want to, but it, he, not yet. He's a really creepy guy. And I just love that. Um, the way he says it. Okay. So anyway. Okay. Well, thank you. So games tonight, Thursday games, Saturday and Monday. And then, and then Monday, I'm at 50, that's of course the matinee game, 1 p.m. Eastern time, the devils. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, they're not in Georgia. So, all right. Can't sing Charlie Daniels Band songs because it's a clear, Creedence Clearwater revival uh, set only. Anyway, mm -hmm. yes. And then yep. hopefully we will record again next week. <laughs> so we'll be more on topic with <laughs> games i just love seeing tuka's tail it's like kind of like the shark fin from jaws <laughs> the dorsal tail <laughs> i love it it's great uh yes uh in case you were wondering about boomer boomer decided to tuck himself in at 7 30 oh. he was like i'm done with this you're telling me what time my bedtime is bullshit and i'm gonna go tuck myself in I did work on his room yesterday because he sleeps in the guest room and he has full capacity of the bed. And I did work on his room to make it a little more comfortable. So I don't know if that is what in has inspired that last couple of days, but yes, that's what he's been doing. Hmm. So I missed him tonight, but I will get him tomorrow night. Okay. All right. So I think that uh, talked about future games. Okay. I think we're, we're ready to wrap up. Okay, um, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can follow us on Facebook. That's at Barely on Topic Podcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter. That's uh, at Barely on Topic. And, of course, our individual Twitter accounts. Um, I, for one, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I'm at Nick Baggio. And I'm at, tell us what group you would like us to sing songs from next week. Dot org. Yes. Also known so as at VR, head VA from RI. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it's, um, I hope it's lover boy. <laughs> Thank you. And I've actually already made the decision to sing Kansas next week. So join us. Oh, really? Your favorite oh, really? Kansas song. How about, how, about, how about Bonnie Tyler instead? Just, you know. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Do you know that song is about vampires? Oh. Yeah, like, actually? Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally Eclipse of the Heart is about vampires. Reeling in the Years is actually about fishing. Um, actually, the Dan Band version is way better. <laughs> okay. It just it just has random swears throughout it added. Oh yeah, and I fucking need you more than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about now. Need you now tonight. I fucking need you more than ever. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's in old school. Yes. <laughs> God, it almost sounds like Meatloaf could do that. It's so good. It's the best. Meatloaf can't do that song. No, he's dead. That's why, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know Fun fact that, that Dan Band version of that song was played at every single party, me and my friend my roommate at the time, JP, went to because we would legitimately make it be played at every party we went to <laughs> because we just loved that version so much. <laughs> okay, I still haven't um, turned it off. 